September 10th, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilati Sharim or in Perik Yotet, Bibiur Helkeha Hasidut. And Mesilati Sharim Ramchal, if you recall, has been developing and talking at this uh, juncture about the Ahava, love, devotion to Akadosh Baruchu. And he explained to us that there are really uh, two dimensions to it. One is the Maaseh, the actions, and the other is Kavana. The intentions. We've been focused specifically in the last few uh, weeks on the uh, ma'aseh, on the actions. And he broke that into three anafim. Ramchal explained to us there are three branches to the actions with regards to ahava. And uh, the first of which was devekut. The second of which was um, simcha. There was the cleaving, the connectedness. And then there was the happiness that he described at great length. Ha'anaf ha'shilishi, the third of these three branches, u ha'kin'ah, is the zealotry. Uh, what does it mean to be zealous? Well, we know that word kin'ah from two major figures in Tanakh, and indeed, Mesilat Yesharim is going to talk about each of them in due term, Pinehas and Eliyahu, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about them as being the kana'im, uh, those who were zealous to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It stems from Ahava, though, Misilat Yesharim will tell us. Because if a person is truly devoted, person has that love in its fullest, it means there's not only the uh, positive side of things vis-a-vis the person directly, it's if there's any detractors, if there's anything in the way of the success or that connection, they're going to want to distance them. That's the kina'ah. Ha'anafa shilishuhu ha'kina'ah she'yihyeh ha'adam mekaneh a person should strive to be mekane, uh, to be zealous l'shem kocho for the holy name of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? Sonet mesaneav should be hating those who are haters of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Umishtadel hachniyam b'mashiuchal kedeshet yavodato itbarach naaset uchvodo mitrabe, and you should be looking to subdue them so that and doing this as well as you can, the Avodav HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that worship, that service of Him, can be done lichvodo, in the appropriate respect and dignity that it should be. It's a pasuk in Tehillim, pesukim in Tehillim, that describe not only the positive outpouring of love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the consequence of such is that the misanecha, those who hate you, the mitkomemecha, uh, excuse me, komemecha, tekomemecha maybe it is, those who come up against you, I'm fighting against them, I'm hating those who are hating you, tachlit sinah, that's the fullness of sinah I have against them. Ve'eliyahu amar, of course, the famous words of Eliyahu, when he's going against Nevi'eh Ba'al, when he's killing them, when he's halting grain in the times of Ahav, as described in Sefer Melachim, Kano kineti l'Adonai Sevaot. I have this zealotry, I have this zealous nature, that in order to defend you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in order to ensure your kavod being mitromim, your honor being elevated, I need to put aside and set out of the way all those who are coming against you. And indeed, maybe not as much with Eliyahu, but with Pinehas, we were able to behold the positive nature of 
that kina kima amar hakatuf tachat asher kine lelokav vaychaper al dene Israel pinehas was rewarded tachat in place of that kina and in turn there was kapara for bene Israel. Of course, the classic and traditional question is, uh, with regards, let's talk for a moment specifically about Pinehas, but by extension, it's Eliyahu as well. Pinehas, why wasn't he the rightful heir to Moshe Rabbeinu? Just this past week, we read about Yehoshua. We read about him in Parashat. Would you know it? Pinehas, that Yehoshua was going to take over for Moshe. The question then is glaring. You're reading a parasha that begins Pinehas with the greatness of Pinehas, with his courage, with his bold-natured actions, that he's able to be zealous for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to have that kina. Shouldn't he be the rightful heir of Moshe Rabbeinu? Why is it uh, Yehoshua? And the answer, as is generally suggested, from everyone in my mind, from the Hachmei uh, Hasidu to uh, others, is always a question. It's a general question along these lines. Yeah, so and the suggestion is that kina is certainly part of Ahava, but a full-fledged Ahava of that sort, although as an individual in your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, altogether appropriate and right, as a leader, it's inappropriate. As a leader who leads by means of zealotry with kinah, it doesn't affect the people positively. It doesn't inspire change per se. It brings forth, especially with those who can't understand it, with the simple-minded individuals who are part of the crowd, it'll bring to terrorism and extremism and fundamentalism. In other words, kinah, when channeled appropriately as an individual, uh, could you find anything greater? You're rewarded for it. You truly cleave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You have that devekut. You have an ahava resini, a true ahava amit. Uh, but as a leader, you can't lead with such a model. It's not a model at all. Indeed, the Hachamim in Masechet, Sanhedrin and Pebet have the statement that if a person is, you see, because the Gemara talks about Pinehas and it says, Kol habu'il aramit, kanaim pogimbo, a person who's involved in lewd, inappropriate behavior, kanaim, like, uh, like uh, Pinehas, the zealous ones, pogimbo, they're allowed to and perhaps supposed to kill him in such a circumstance without a bedin, without the witnesses, without due process, etc. And the Gemara says, what if they stop the zealous person on their way to ask a question of the posek in Morinkin? Why not? Why don't you tell them? This is the halakha. Why don't we teach this? Why isn't this part of our curriculum, our education? And the answer again is that zealotry has to be a force of emotions. It has to be something the person has almost innately a part of them. If it's something that's instructed, if it's a leadership role to teach zealotry, if it's a leader who is a kanai and in turn is inspiring the people to such, it's impossible that everyone, unless they're innately uh, drawn to that, can, uh, can adjust themselves appropriately and do it in the right way. Zealotry is dangerous. Fundamentalism is, is inappropriate. Extremism and terrorism are all inappropriate and wrongful things for us and for anyone. And in turn, although Mesilati Shalim talks and extols the nature and the virtue of Kanaut, of zealotry, it's not as a leadership role. It's for that reason as well, Eliyahu. Eliyahu is taught, it seems to me, that silence that a way in which there's the calm and appropriate way with the people, that's an ideal as a leader. It's not to say you're wrong, Eliyahu, 
But it is to say you're wrong as a leader to be dealing with the people as such. So Eliyahu, we're going to lead you off in a chariot of fire, so to speak, as the Pesukim described, because as a leader you can't be setting forth such a, a program for the people. Zealotry, kin'ah, in short, is appropriate as an individual who's possessed by that. If it's stemming from Ahava, says Misilat Yesharim, that's the way to a way, one of the three branches, to demonstrate it. As a leader, you can instruct zealotry. Kanaut is halacha ve'en morim ken, as the Gemara again says. Ukvar hifligu hazal, and indeed the Hachamim spoke about this at great lengths in Masechet Shabbat. Ledaber b'mishe yesh b'yadolim hot ve'eno moheh. On a lower level than Eliyahu and Pinehas, perhaps, but if a person sees something wrong with regards to halacha, with regards to kevod shamaim, is able to be mohe, able to uh, speak against it, to put it aside forcefully, but doesn't, uh, the hachamim speak against them very negatively. The hachamim liken that person to the sinners themselves. If you're able to prevent it and you didn't, well, you're included as part of them. How could you not? You sin together with them in allowing for that to happen. Of course, there's caution and precautions that need to be taken in any circumstance of tocheha. Famously, many of the poskim talk about how bizman hazeh, we don't know how to do tocheha appropriately following the instructions of the Gemara, but in the appropriate way, in the soft, perhaps softer than ever in our generation, it needs to be done because if a person truly has ahava, they need to know how to tell others that this is wrong and this is inappropriate. This doesn't match the program of Kevot Shamaim. Midrash Echa cites Pasuk from Sefer Echa, very beginning of Sefer Echa. And the Pasuk describes how the Sareha, the leaders, the ministers of Am Yisrael, were Ka'ayalim. Ayalim are rams. What's wrong with being a ram? A ram is maybe strong, has a certain ability to defend, etc. The Hachamim say that rams, during the time of heat, they hide their head underneath one another. Instead of looking at the other, instead of protecting, instead of warding off the heat, they hide their head. So to the leadership, saw sins, saw wrongful activity, but weren't able to, of course, Bishat Chudban, Bishat Galut, weren't able to set the people in the right direction. Because to be a leader, as much as Kanaut in its full sense is inappropriate and wrong, to be able to give Tochecha, where we scaled it back a little in the same paragraph, is absolutely necessary. Uh, to just talk sweetly, to just smile and have pleasantries and inspire is one thing. To set people and communities in their place when necessary is another. And that's what we're describing and the Hachamim describe as, as the shortcoming of, uh, of Dor HaChorban, at the very least one opinion. And it's simple, it's, it's, it's clear and understood. Liken it to a person who loves another person. You see your friend being struck and hit and beaten up. How could you not defend them? So to a person who loves HaKadosh Baruch How's it possible to allow and to see and allow 
uh, people who are defying his word, uh, transgressing his mitzvot. Pasuk in Mishle says, those who are abandoning Torah, they give Hilul, they give Halel, they praise Resha and Resha'im themselves. They are okay and speak positively about people who are wicked. Shomre Torah, if you're truly safeguarding Torah, Yitgarubam, they're fighting, they're instigating, they're putting down the Resha'im. Those who allow for the wrongdoing to be perpetrated, they are in turn, they are in turn a part of it itself. It's that statement of the Gemara and Shabbat we cited earlier. It's Pasuk in Mishle. You're truly a part of this. You love this. You're defending it. You're devoted to it. It means you're warding off those who are offending it. Those last words again are very telling. He says they won't be able to hold back and to keep silent. It's not per se, again, halacha umorimkin. Kanaut is not something that we can intellectually and uh, and uh, uh, with wisdom and knowledge be able to set it straight. It's more an emotional outpour. It's more a feeling, an innate, natural inclination. If I truly am devoted to the cause, I can't allow for something else. It's people who in moments of, uh, of, of split, split second decisions can be able to describe this as well. It's not that I coordinated and I determined that this was the right thing to do. It's I just felt it. I was a part of the program so much. I was committed to this system, to this vision, to this goal. I had this ambition. I had to do this in order to ward off, in order to take care of what was perhaps uh, an offensive uh, um, attack. And likewise, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's statement to Iyov, at the, toward the end of Sefer Iyov, HaFetz Evrot Apecha Ur'eh you're supposed to take your anger in order to subdue the ge'e. Now, ge'e is not only as being defined here, those who are prideful, it's those who are prideful against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those who are sinners. Hashpilehu, set them down. Re'e kol ge'e hachni'ehu, along the same lines, anytime you see that ge'e, bimachni'ahem, put him down. V'hadoch reshaim tahtam. Lots of strong and forceful descriptions, suggestions, and and uh, and and commands with regards to how to deal with the reshaim and the hotim. Again, a anaf, the third of these three anafim. Not one. Neither were the first two to a certain extent either. One that you could <coughs> programmatically prescribe. It's rather a reality. The devekut is just a. A proclivity. If a person's in a relationship, they want to be connected to the other. They can't keep their mind off of it. It might even defy logic. Uh, so to uh, the ahava, uh, which was manifested through simha, as he defined as the other anaf. And lastly, the kinah. This is something which, as he wrote, It's just an emotional outpouring. 
לפרעה באמת ואומר, אוהבי אדוני שנאו רע, those who love and are devoted to הקדוש ברוך הוא, שנאו רע, you in turn, by extension, have a sinai hatred to the רע. והנה, בארנו עד הנה החסידות, מה שתלוי במעשה ובאופן העשייה. That would conclude the three ענפים, the three branches with regards to אהבה in action. But we said there's a separate dimension. It's the dimension of Ahava in Kavana, in intentions. Now, the second and last part to, de- to determine and to explain is Ahava, which is manifested through thought, through intention. Truth is, when we were talking about Tahara, we talked about lishma and shelo lishma. We talked about those statements in the Gemara. We defined them accordingly and gave two minim, two, two species, two ways of, uh, of lishma and shelo lishma. Omnam, v'adai mi shemitkaven ba'avodato letahir nafsho lefnei boro, lema'an tizkeh lashevet et panav bichlal hayisharim ba'achasidim, lachazot benoam Hashem, ulvaker behechalo, ulekabel hagemul asher ba'olam haba, lo nukhal lomar shetiyeh kavana zo ra'a. If a person's objective in their avodah, if a person's will and ambition is to be rewarded with uh, the positives of olam haba, of a good life, of good afterlife, uh, we can't say, per se, that that's ra'a, that that's evil. But we can't say it's ideal either. סוף סוף עבודתו לסורך עסמו. The individual thought about themselves um, is ultimately speaking a thought about themselves. If your avoda is not, to use Ramchal's words, the mystical words from elsewhere, but Harambam's words in Moren and Vuchim as well, if your vision is to be a mekabel as opposed to a mashpia, a person who's receiving, who thinks about themselves before and maybe even exclusively to giving, well, that's not per se an ideal approach. A relationship can and perhaps sometimes should be reciprocal in nature. I'm giving and I'm receiving. Says Misilat Yesharim, an ideal in the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not one in which I'm receiving, but entirely giving. Now that would stem, it would appear from the mitzvah v'halachta b'drachav. If you're going to be like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as Ramchal made clear in Misilat Yesharim, as he does in Derech Hashem, in Da'at Tebunot, and elsewhere, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God doesn't need existence for himself. It's entirely because Teva HaTob Lehetib, as Harambam writes as well, because uh, he in his being needs to do for others, needs to provide and allow the space for others to develop themselves. If we're going to mimic the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we in turn need to be and want to be mashpi'im. We want to be notenim. We want to give and not receive. So his description of if you're doing it with the intention of receiving, you're doing it not bad but wrong, is very much stemming from that description. I mention again that a relationship even with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is built on the grounds of absolute giving and no receiving is an ideal. Much as kanaut was not per se a leadership position, this is one in which the relationship to be sustained in constant giving 
is not possible. You can't, and I'll demonstrate in a moment, live a life in which you're not assuming or accepting or even willing at all something in with regards to yourself. It's a relationship which has a dual nature and facet to it. It's a striving for, it's an ideal, it's somewhere I want to be because I have that devotion to him. As a matter of fact, that's the Gemara, as I understand it, in Berachot and Daf the Gemara by Rabbi Akiva, in which his students turn to him and say, you're saying, Shema Yisrael, Adonai, 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 Echad, in this moment, as your life is being taken from you, Adkan, and he says to them, Kol Yamai Hitzta'arti, my entire life, I had sorrow, I was pained by the Pasuk, Ve'ahavtat, Adonai, 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 how can I give up my soul for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, until this moment where I'm actually fulfilled filling it, the depth of that statement, in addition to so many other embedded meanings, is if I'm going to have true ve'ahavta, ahava v'akadosh baruch hu, by definition, as hard as it is to say it, I need to entirely give up of myself. So it's true I led my life through ahava, in which I was teaching his ways, and I was doing lichvodo and lichvod shemo, but to truly capitalize on ahavat Hashem, to come to the highest and optimal ideal in love, I have to give up myself entirely. That's why I say this is not a living ideal. It's an ideal we can strive for. It's not an ideal that we can live by because by definition, if you're entirely giving up yourself, you've done away with your life in its entirety. But that's the description. If you're truly searching for Ahava, at the very least we can articulate it like this, be focused less on the Kabbalah and more on the Hashba'ah, less on what you receive and more on what you're giving, so to speak. Is Focus also, more. Is it also similar to Moshe? Like we always say Moshe gives up being with his wife and being like, yeah, it just becomes a. Like I suppose so. Hashem's. I suppose so. As, uh, uh, Moshe, as a leader of Am Yisrael, as an emissary of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, entirely gives up of himself. We know that his children are not per se aligned with him. He's separated from his wife, etc. He lives a lonely existence to a large extent because it's an Isha Elokim. I suppose that would be the, the, the living manifestation of it. Uh, indeed. As says the Gemara, Acha Kavana Ha'amitita Metsuya, excuse me, says Mesilat Yesharim, Acha Kavana Ha'amitita Metsuya, Bahasidim, Asher Tarehu Vishtadelu, Lehasiga, Hushiye, Adam, Oved, Rak, Lemana Shekibodoshel, Hadon, Baruchu Yigdal, Vyerbe. The purpose, the objective is only to grow and to magnify the Kavod, the honor of HaKadosh Baruch and of course, that's only after a true, and again, those words are significant here as well. You begin with feelings of ahava, much as the kanaut can't be instructed. It begins with an emotional connectedness. Now, I'm a kanai in this moment. So too over here, you're going to be entirely mashpia, giving up of yourself. When you don't actually feel it, that's inappropriate, it's wrong, and it's, it's just skewed and, 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 uh, and off. In turn, you'll be acting as such and hoping that others will as well. You're on the program. It's not just a 
a individual relationship. It's quite the opposite. It isn't. You're not envisioning this as something personal. You're envisioning this as something that's purposeful in serving and bringing forth. It'll bring you down. It'll depress you. All that is not being fulfilled by others. Likewise, and you'll have regret, you'll have a little anxiety, an appropriate little anxiety, and all your own shortcomings, even if it was accidental, or completely against your will, uh, or because of your weakness, or something of that sort. It's, it's difficult, if not impossible, to entirely ward yourself off. Leave aside rebellious sin, but even in inte- unintentional. Why should I feel bad about something unintentional, something out of my will? Because it took away the action itself from Hagdalat Shemo. We have in the Vidui that we'll say on Kippur, mention of Hataim that we did Be'ones. Why are we asking for Kapara for them? Not so much because I'm suggesting by means of these words, because my actions vis-a-vis myself have blemished me as a person, more because I'm looking outwardly and I'm saying, what was the consequence of that? action? How did it change HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence? How did it change his understanding and his his uh, uh, his his being and essence in this world? Indeed, the Pasuk in Kuala tells us, we'll never do it all right. We'll never not sin. And in turn, there's going to be a life in which we have introspection, in which we seek and search for the way in which we can better ourselves, the way in which we can grow that Hashba'at Shemoyit Barach Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Amen